Procrastination is the coping mechanism we often use when we have anxiety, fear, overwhelm, or just generally don't want to do something. Hey, welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show, where today, you guessed it, we're going to talk about how to overcome something we all do, and that is to procrastinate. Thanks for being here. I'm glad you didn't put off listening to this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Organifi, and that's something I did not procrastinate. It's one of the first things I did this morning because it has become a habit. In fact, I didn't do it this morning. I did it last night. One of my habits is to make up three bottles of water, three water bottles every night. You know, you've heard this before, but it's one of the ways I make sure I don't procrastinate the things that are important to my health. So before I go to bed every night, I fill up three water bottles, three 25-ounce water bottles, and in one of them, I mix Organifi Pure and Organifi Immunity. These are two separate products. I mix them together because why not, right? So the first one's for immunity. It helps to bolster my immune response every single day. And I can't think of anything more important any one of us should be doing right now. I wish we would talk more about that in the news, but that's a separate subject. Now, I don't want to get too scientific on you, but you just need to know that the ingredients included in Organifi Immunity, number one, are organic. I take Organifi Pure because I'm always trying to improve my brain health. Organifi Pure has ingredients that are specifically combined for your brain health. So they're going to help with your mental performance. They are clinically proven to boost your BDNF. You've heard me talk about BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. You can increase it naturally, but you can also take a supplement to boost your BDNF. So why not mix the two of those together and you got yourself a very powerful elixir, if I do say so myself. Our show today is sponsored by Organifi. Those are my two favorite products, but I love all of the Organifi products. They've got a nice big catalog. So whatever it is you're looking for, whatever it is you might be missing in your current diet that you need to supplement, I highly encourage you to take a look at Organifi. It is spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com. And when you go to Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen, Yes, you get 15% off all products. Now, you'll need to enter the code, Shaleen, but when you do that, you get 15% off, and that's a pretty smoking hot deal. All right, let's talk about procrastination. Listen, first of all, you need to know we all do this, including yours truly. In fact, I was procrastinating recording this podcast today, not because it gives me anxiety, not because it's overwhelming, but because I just wasn't in the mood until this moment to record it. (laughs) Then I started going like, okay, so what is the show going to be about today? And then I remembered how funny I planned to do a show on procrastinating. And here I am procrastinating doing the show. At least I know I'm in good company. A recent survey by Google, when I say recent, like just this year, found that, get this, 84% of us put things off on a regular basis. I guess that's not surprising. What is surprising is that 14% of people say that they rarely procrastinate. Who are these humans? Who are they? The good news is it's not just you. It's not just me. All of us procrastinate. But what do we do about it? Now, I don't even know if I should tell you this, but in doing my research for this episode, I found a study published in the Psychological Science Journal that suggests that people who procrastinate, that is a lifelong trait. I'm like, no way. Because procrastination is a habit. And if it's a lifelong habit, that just means you've never done anything to change the habit. But you and I both know, because we are into personal growth, 
you can definitely change that. So maybe it's a lifelong curse for someone who doesn't want to change it. But if you want to change it, you can do that. So I want to share with you a combination of the things that I do personally to help myself overcome procrastination and some things that I've learned from reading books, listening to audios. I've got a couple of great resources for you, but I want to share with you this combined list because I think this is going to really help you. And the number one tip I have for you is to make a list of the things that you do when you're procrastinating. Because I think a lot of times our brains don't even tell us that we're procrastinating. We just keep ourselves busy doing these things. And you know what your things are. I know what my things are. My thing is needlessly organizing like dumb things. Like I'll go, oh, look at that. The little bin where I keep the dog treats. It's kind of disorganized. Let me just line everything up exactly. And then I find myself going, maybe I should now organize the cabinet underneath the sink in the laundry room. Like what? Why am I doing these things? They are things that keep me busy. They're lower priority things, but it feels like I'm working. It feels like I'm doing something. And by doing something, what I can avoid is feeling bad for doing nothing because we feel guilty when we do nothing. Well, at least most of us feel guilty if we're doing nothing. So if we're doing something, we feel better about ourselves. So if we keep ourselves busy doing lower priority things, then number one, we don't think about the thing that we really need to be doing. And we also don't feel the guilt associated with putting it off. So step number one, Know your destination procrastination. Mine is organizing in my closet. What is yours? Is it social media? Is it exercise? Is it a certain area of your home? I don't know the answer, but I'll bet you a million bucks you do. Now, before I get to tip number two, I think it's important we also talk about why we procrastinate. So, you know, I don't know if I bind all of these reasons. There is much to be said about the fact that we procrastinate because we are putting off fear of criticism, fear of failure. You know, like if I don't do it, no one can say I did a lousy job. If I don't ask for the raise, I won't be denied. If I don't ever start exercising, well, then I won't be uncomfortable. You know, there are reasons why we put things off that benefit us, including when we put something off because it's boring, maybe somebody else will do it. Then we're benefited by the procrastination, right? If we take our time in making decisions, I'm sure you've experienced this, sometimes the decision is made for you. Complicated, difficult conversations, if we just procrastinate and put them off long enough, we eventually forget about what it was we were mad about. Or maybe these things will just resolve themselves. Maybe that person will come to us. Like If enough time passes, maybe this thing will handle itself. And because of that, because Our own experience has taught us that sometimes procrastination is a good thing. We continue to do it. And I also want to point out that sometimes procrastination isn't really procrastination. It's delaying doing something because something else takes a more significant priority. So I don't even know if I would call that procrastination, but it can feel like it. For example, I've been wanting to redo my kitchen the beach house for, I don't know, probably a year. And in my mind, I kept beating myself up saying, why do I keep procrastinating this? Why do I keep procrastinating this? I know the house is going to be a disaster. There'll be, you know, construction going on and it will uproot our normal activity. So I thought in my mind I was putting it off. But to be frank, there were other things that took a more significant priority than changing out the hardware and doing a few cosmetic changes to my kitchen. 
So when I really thought through it, I realized I'm not procrastinating. I'm going to do this. I'm just making an informed decision to do something else that takes a higher priority. So let's be clear that it's okay to put something off to the side because there's something else you need to do that's more important. And that kind of plays into tip number two. So tip number two is when you have the realization that you're putting something off. And by the way, our brains are really good at not allowing us to think about that thing because we don't like thinking negative thoughts about ourselves. And when we know there's something we really need to do, we try not to think about it. But when you do think about it for a moment, just do yourself a big favor and make a list. Obviously, I love it when you put pen to paper. That's why I love my push journal. It's like literally right here next to me and my push journal, it has extra pages in it. So when those things pop in my brain, I just flip to one of the blank pages and I just write them down. And this is a really good exercise for you to do if you're feeling overwhelmed, which by the way, the author of the book, which I'm reading right now and I haven't recommended this yet to you yet, have I? The book is entitled The Now Habit, A Strategic Program for Overcoming Procrastination and Enjoying Guilt-Free Play. And it's by Neil Fior. You can get it on Audible or you can get the hard copy. I'm actually, ironically at the moment, I'm reading it on Kindle. That's different for me. But in the beginning of the book, he points out different feelings and behaviors that are very likely to lead to procrastination. And one of the things that he mentions is if you tend to feel just very overwhelmed or anxious, dissatisfied, you just feel unhappy, those are pretty good indicators that you may be procrastinating on something you know you need to do, like something you even want to do something that you you desire, but you just keep putting it off. So it's a really good idea to just give yourself permission to feel and to think about those things and to make a list. What are they? I just did this recently and I gave myself permission to write down everything. And I mean like everything that just is floating in the back of your mind. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I've got to clean out that closet and I want to go to an esthetician and have this little mole removed and I want to make sure that I'm scheduling a bunch of time off in the month of December. And I also need to record that podcast. And then I also need to get back to, like I wrote down everything, whether it was business, personal, professional, with my kids, holidays, seasonal life, it didn't matter. Everything that I was thinking about that I know I personally have been putting off or been thinking I want to do, but I'm not sure when I'm going to do, I just put it on a piece of paper. And this is a really important step because One of my next steps is you're going to need to have written everything down, okay? So write everything down that you know you want to get to. Because my next step, step three, is to take a look at that list and just prioritize things. Like really what needs to be done now and what can wait? And let's go one step further. Let's give those things that need to be done, let's give them a date. Maybe it's even something you should be doing today. If it is, then you got to give it the time by which you need to have it done. Anything that we don't give a deadline or a date or a time by which it has to be done is a task or a goal without any urgency. And when things don't have urgency, we just don't do them or we put them off. It's known as Parkinson's Law. Parkinson's Law is the adage that work expands to fill the amount of time that's available to get it done. You remember being in school when you had a term paper due and it was like, you know, 12 hours before the paper was due and you had 
six weeks to get it done. And when did you start it? You started it in the hours just before it was due. There's something to the urgency of a deadline that makes us do things. So if there are things on your list, my friend, you just know you need to do them and you haven't started for whatever reason, it might be because you haven't given it a deadline. You haven't given it a date. You need to have a due by date associated with each one of those things that you put on your list. In the book, The Now Habit, the author suggests that you spend three days and just really be very, very honest about how you spend your time. Like from the moment you open up your eyes in the morning, what do you do? Like, do you lay there? Do you look at your phone for 15, 20 minutes? Do you jump up? Do you get up out of bed and immediately brush your teeth, check your push journal and start listening to an audible or a podcast? Like literally, he suggests that you minute by minute really categorize like what you're spending your time on. And in doing so, I mean, probably just the mere thought of thinking about doing it, even without you doing it, I'll bet right now you're just like, oh yeah, that wouldn't be good. Because then I would see on paper how I'm spending my time. Because if you know how you're spending your time, without judging yourself, but if you know how you're spending your time, then it gives you the ability to analyze your behaviors. It gives you the ability to see patterns, patterns in your productivity, patterns in your rest time. And then you can be much more realistic about how you manage your own time, how you manage your focus, how you manage your creativity. The next tip that I want to share with you is to catch yourself when you start engaging in negative self-talk or just you start to think in any negative fashion about the thing it is that you need to do. Because when we do that, we start to think about everything that could go wrong or how big the project is or how overwhelming it will be or how boring it'll be or how uncomfortable it will be. And these thoughts expand and they become bigger and they become obstacles. They become obstacles standing in our way for something that we know we can do and we know we need to do. So for example, right now, I want you to imagine, of course, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're just listening, imagine that we're in the room together and I'm going to ask you to walk 20 feet on a plank, a plank of wood that is just a little bit more narrow than a typical sidewalk. So let's say it's maybe two feet wide. So two feet wide, four inches thick, and of course, it's 20 feet long. So I'm going to ask you to walk from one end to the other end. I need you to complete that at some point today. Now, if that's were on your list, you would just jump up and do it, right? Like, what's the big deal? I just got to walk down this plank of wood. It's 20 feet. Who cares? But if I were to take that same piece of wood and tell you now it's suspended between two buildings and it's 100 feet up in the air, but it's still nearly two feet wide, it's still four inches thick, and it's still only 20 feet long. Everything's the same. You, You have the same ability. You have the same know-how, you have the same skill, you have the same amount of time. Everything's the same, but there's something about that particular task that has you thinking about it. You're probably thinking, okay, well, I'm considering how tall it is. I'm considering how high it is. I'm considering what happens if I lose my balance. I'm considering, you know, do I have a fear of heights? Could I fall? And then if I did fall, like, what would happen? Like, could I die? Right? And so all of these dangers, all of these things you begin to think about, Now performing the task becomes a psychological event. It's not as straightforward as you might think because now you're thinking about the outcome and you have to think about your future and what does this say about you and how much you're willing to sacrifice and what mistakes you're willing to make and what happens if you fall, what happens if you fail. But as I give this example in the book, 
He then says, now imagine that same scenario. You know, you're still suspended between two buildings, but there's something urgent happening. Like there's a fire that's approaching you. In order to save your life, you have to, you know, cross these 20 feet of this board, or maybe you have to save a family member. How would that change your thoughts? Again, you'd just do it. Now you wouldn't even think about it because your focus changes. Your focus changes to, I've got to get across the board. When we focus on what could go wrong, we procrastinate. When we focus on, I just got to get this done, we get it done. When there's no time to worry about failing, when we stop thinking about how to do it perfectly, we just do it. So that's my next tip is to just start, to just do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. I've shared this story before, but it's such a good reminder. I think about it all the time when I was Before I had kids, before we were even married, I was doing one of my many businesses was doing in-home personal training. And I had a client who was in her late 80s. Her family had hired me to do physical therapy with her, physical training, actually. And we literally lifted weights. This woman was amazing. She was so amazing. But I mean, she was a frail, older woman who lived by herself. One of the first times I showed up to train her, she was standing at her sink washing a dish. And I said to her, I'm like, oh, don't worry about those. You can take care of those later and let's just get started, you know, because I didn't know what she was doing. I thought maybe she was procrastinating, not wanting to train with me. And she said, oh, no, absolutely not. I wash my dish the moment I'm done. I do it now. And that was a phrase she repeated often. Like she told me she woke up every day and she just told herself, do it now. And she would make her bed and just all the things that she did that were to me, I thought just so remarkable how organized and how disciplined and happy she was, was because she had taught herself to say those things, just do it now, do it now, do it now. And it made such an impact on me, literally. To this day, (laughs) this morning when I woke up, I thought to myself, I'm going to get dressed first and then I'll make the bed. Should I make the bed or should I just leave it? I mean, no one's coming over. We're doing like construction on the house right now. The whole house is like a mess. Do I really need to make my bed today? And I heard her words, do it now. Don't think about it. The more time we spend thinking about things, just like walking across a plank or if you've ever jumped off a really high diving board or a cliff or just jumped off of anything, you know that the longer you stand there, the less likely you you are to do it because you get in your own head. But when that happens, when we get into our own head, remember, it's just a matter of you shifting your focus. Instead of focusing on what could go wrong, you just have to focus on how good it feels to have it done. And 10 times today, I've walked into our bedroom and thought, this is so nice. It's a Saturday, but look, my bed is made and the rest of the house is a disaster. But I did that and that feels good. And that's my next tip. Monument every single time you get to tick a box off of your to-do list. This is the other reason why I live with a push journal because I love that feeling. I love the adrenaline. I love that little endorphin fix I get when I check anything off my list. I freaking love it. And you know what? This works for other people too. My husband, when I give him a list, he's like, look at this. Check this out. He's like so excited to show me. He's like, I got everything done on your list. Do you got another list? I'm like, oh, honey, trust me. I got lists for days. All you had to do is ask. But we love checking things off. And I want you to notice how it makes you feel when you do things. And then notice how it makes you feel when you don't do things. 
Now, some of the things that we are putting off, it's because, as we've talked about, we fear the possible outcome. What if that person gets angry with me? What if it, things don't go as I had planned? What if I don't do a great job? What if people judge me? What if it doesn't go well? What if it's too hard? What if I fail? All of these things. But what feels worse is never doing it. You and I both have done something that didn't go as planned. Like it just didn't turn out as well as we had hoped. But that still feels a heck of a lot better than never going for it, never doing it. Now, I want to take just a moment to talk to you about the push journal. If you've never tried a push journal, what are you waiting for? Now, depending on when you're listening to this, if you are a regular Shaleen Show listener, you are in time to take advantage of our Black Friday special. To do so, go to shaleen.com forward slash deals. That will take you to a place where if you purchase a push journal 90-day goal system, which means you're getting three individual journals, three journals are each 90 days. All of our new designs are out. When you purchase a 90-day system, you will get a classic black journal for free. And if you're like me, and when you're Christmas shopping or holiday shopping, you tend to like a one for you, one for me. This is the perfect way for you to get an extra free journal, or you could keep the three-pack for yourself and give the single classic black journal to, I don't know, your husband or your daughter who's in college or a friend or a colleague. Like This is the kind of gift that when people use it, they will think of you every single time because it's a life-changing gift. It gives you focus. It gives you clarity. It keeps you on track, and it will, frankly, help you to eliminate procrastination. Before I had this little tool, which I created to deal with my own procrastination, my own lack of focus, before I had this, it's night and day what I've been able to accomplish. And yes, to this day, I still use a physical push journal. I do not use apps anymore for my productivity because our phones are half the reason why we procrastinate because we've got to get off our phones. It is so powerful for you to return pen to paper. That which you do not track, that which you do not give a date to doesn't happen. If you have something you want to accomplish, a task or a goal, and you're thinking about it, that's just a thought. A push journal makes it a goal and gives it the deadline and the small steps that you need to accomplish it. So take advantage of our Black Friday special by going to shaleen.com forward slash deals. And we've got tons of new designs. They're super dope. I know you guys are going to love them. All right, back to my tips. Okay, I swear, I swear on both my children's lives, I did not plan this. But my last and final tip is to use a daily planner. Of course, of course, I would love for you to use a push journal, but I don't know if it's going to be right for you. Maybe you want one of the day planners that is like the whole year, right? And a push journal isn't, it's 30 days at a time. So I don't care if you use mine. I think mine works for like a lot of people who listen to the show, tell me the push journal has saved their life and it's been a game changer for them. But maybe it won't be for you, but you need to find something that's a daily habit. And I urge you to use a physical planner. Our phones have become the problem. I'm telling you, I used to use an app. In fact, we were developing an app that would teach people how to use the push goal system and process. But I'm over it because I think that's counterproductive to what people need today. Get a physical planner. It will keep you focused. It will help you to keep everything in one place. It will give you the structure and the focus and the deadline. Remember, you need a deadline. You need a time by which these things are going to happen. And a planner will help you do that. And the last thing I want to leave you with today are five self 
statements that you can use where you're going to replace a negative statement with a positive statement. All right. And I'm going to put these statements in our show notes so that you can screenshot them in our show notes and use them for yourself. But do me a favor, pick up the book. It's called The Now Habit because these are from his book. And, you know, I'm sharing these with you, but I think it's really important to honor the author. And I'm giving you like the Cliff Notes version of what I thought was a really great book, but you should pick it up yourself. All right. The five statements. Here we are. The first one is when you catch yourself saying, I have to, replace it with, I choose to. Big difference. When you catch yourself saying, I've got to finish this, replace it with, oh, I get to start this. When you catch yourself saying this project is so big or it's so important, replace it with, well, I can just do one small step at a time. The number four statement is, I must be perfect or this needs to be perfect. And he suggests that you replace it with, I can be perfectly human. I'm going to suggest that you replace it with, I need to make it messy. Number five, when you catch yourself saying, I don't have time, and you're referring to doing something fun, like I don't have time to play, I don't have time to roller skate, I don't have time to do that. You replace that statement with, I must take time to play. And that's a really big piece of this book that I didn't get into. It's another reason why you probably want to pick the book up. You know, you can get, if you've never tried Audible, I cannot believe I got a call from one of my best girlfriends after she listened to the episode where I I shared with you my favorite books. I think I shared 10 or 11 or 12 books. She said, I cannot believe I am 48 years old And I read a book a week and I never knew about Audible. Where have I been? Why haven't you told me about this? I'm like, girl, I've told you about Audible a million times. That's how I get through as many books as I do. I buy physical books too. But if you've never tried Audible, you don't even know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. I don't love the app, but I love what it does. Like I love you can buy a book and then listen to the author reading the book. You can listen to it on you know, 1.5 speed if you want. That's a way to get through the books a lot faster. You can mark your pages. You can make notes. It's pretty cool. Go to audible.com forward slash Shalene. So, I mean, what do you have to lose? You should definitely try that. And that's it for today. I've got some things on my list. I made a list before I started this podcast of things I've been procrastinating all week that I'm about to go slay. I'm about to slay that list. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to procrastinate another moment because I'm already thinking about how good it's going to feel when I get to check these things off my list. Do me a favor. I know you've been putting it off for a while. Rate and review the show. Go to whatever app you're listening to the show on and then rate and review The Shalene Show. Take a screenshot of it and send it to me on Instagram. I'm at Shalene Johnson and I would love to hear from you. I love hearing from my podcast peeps. Don't forget you can join our podcast group on Facebook. It's free. It's a free Facebook group called Shalene's Pod Squad Course the link to that is always in the show notes. We've got good show notes. Thank you for being who you are. Thanks for being an amazingly positive person. Every time I hear from one of you, it always makes my day. I've got a special place in my heart for people who listen to podcasts like you. Thanks for listening to this one. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for. I am blessed that you are here. I love you. I mean it. And we'll talk to you soon.